Welcome back, Ashy Knuckle Faithful, Filthy Casuals across the globe. It's the podcast with the most. I'm your host, Brock B. Woods. Got my man, Mosey. Yo, yo, yo. Marky G, what's up? What up, what up? We got a lot to cover. Over three weeks of MMA coverage that we did not go over. Uh, some big names have fallen. Some small names have risen. And some new stars are starting to emerge. Um, we also got some controversy with uh, some kicks. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Coming with International Fight Week in a few weeks. As well as a little bit of Langnap. And if you don't know what that means, that's a Cajun Creole word for extra. So let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Did you, what do you think about, so we, we had Kevin Lee making his welterweight debut and his original opponent was Brady. Is it Bradley or Brady? Sean Brady. Brady. Sean Brady. He wasn't, able, he wasn't able to get that fight, but short Lowe's replacement to Daniel Rodriguez? Yeah, D-Rod. That was a fucking barn burner. That was a really good fight. D-Rod. What I remember is the size is what I felt Kevin Lee lost to. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, most of the the weight cutting in in, in mixed martial arts is ridiculous. Because if you see the difference between a bulked up Kevin Lee and a standard 170 er and D Rod, they they look like two different fight, two different weight classes. D Rod looked more like a light heavyweight in that fight. And it definitely shows, especially if you, when you I, I was watching the fight earlier. I mean, earlier in the fight, like in the first round, beginning of the first round, you can see the energy level um, and the pace that they both showed was pretty solid. And Kevin Lee was using his wrestling almost, um, it was probably his best weapon. He was able to get D Rod down and hold him there. But you can tell as the fight kind of progressed that the size difference was just so apparent. He wasn't able to secure, secure Kevin Lee wasn't able to secure takedowns as good as he was earlier. And he, when he started to get tired, D-Rod was for real pouring on and he had a clear advantage in the stand-up. So where do you think Kevin Lee goes from here? 170 probably in it for him. You know, it's we say this. We've been talking about this for a long time about get, making a, a division in between one fifty five and one seventy, and having something like a one sixty five division. And I think that's that makes the most sense for me because I know that he probably should stay at one seventy, even though he's going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage with size. I just don't know if cutting weight to 155 is the move. Because he's just... He's so drained. Yeah, he's in an unfortunate situation because he's one of those fighters that 
Yes. He would be better off at 155, but it is a draining weight cut. But he is way too small for 170. And there's nothing but killers once you get into the top 10 over there. Nothing but killers. And they're all going to destroy him if he fights like that. Yep. So, I mean, yes, if we could have a 165 division and then move 170 to 175, I would love that. But I don't... I don't think Dana's ever going to do that. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Even though we got a good roster that can go into it. There are a lot of small... Yeah, 155 is deep with a lot of people that can go to 165 and probably would show up better at 165. Then you might even have some uh, people that's fighting at middleweight go down to 175 and might be able to do well too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important division that needs to be made, even more so than the... Uh, in between of 205 to 265. Oh, yeah, that that weight class if that would happen, I don't I don't really yeah. see that one. 195 would be all right, but I think what we need the most is a 165 division. That makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. It does. I just think the weight could have it's too extreme. Where an MMA is just like I mean, it exists in every single fight sport. Um, if you look at combat karate, which is taking off, I didn't think it would do that well, but it's starting to. It's it's getting every time I watch it, it's like better and better. Is is that jump for real, or is it is it scripted? Which one? It looks legit. The combat karate. Oh, that's real. That's legit. Yeah. Okay. It looks good too. I like the. You see their ring? No. Well, yes, but I don't remember. It's like do you, you remember the movie Bloodsport? Yeah, of course I remember that movie. Imagine that. Doing like a little, they have a barrier around the set of the crowd, but it's not. You, you, it's big enough. It's tall enough to where you're not just gonna fall over the barrier. But being that they don't engage in a ton of grappling or really none at all, um, they never even get that far. Everything's in the middle. It's a a wide plane. It's a really big plane. The worst part about it, though, is it's kind of like bowled in. And that's what uh, Stephen Thompson used to fight in, and he blew out his knee because he twisted the wrong way trying to do a spin kick. So it's kind of a... It's it's a weird playing field. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if I'm. Um, I'm just thinking of different options for mixed martial arts that don't involve the cage. I feel like the cage definitely gives grapplers a little bit of an edge, especially wrestling specifically. Like it gives you, it gives you a, a something to u- for to use for leverage. Um, but it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's not the end of the world. I don't think it's. It takes the sport. 
in fact, if anything would take the sport, I would say it is the gross and extreme levels of weight cutting mm-hmm. as opposed to the environment in which the uh, fights take place. Well, look, and, and you said what I think happens next with Kevin Lee. Look, I don't know, man. I think it's like I said, I, I'm a fan, so this is a little bit of a biased opinion, but he's still really early in his career. And if you look at a lot of guys who had career resurgence, who didn't give up on themselves and continue to get better, Charles, Charles Oliveira is a really good example of a guy who started off rocky early in his career, but had a late resurgence while he's still in his prime and was able to take the title. So if that happened at one, he started off at 145 and now he's making most of his strides at 155. So I think that Kevin will be fine um, at 70, but he definitely has to fill his frame out and get used to it, not gas. Because it takes a while to get used to that much muscle. I don't think muscle was the only thing that kept him from beating D-Rod. I think D-Rod was just a superior striker, and that that got him to win. I don't think it was just size alone. And judging by personal experience, like, you look at well, right now, the number one contender at 170 pounds is Colby Covington, and I'm going to tell you right now, he is the same size or smaller than Kevin Lee. Straight up. You've seen him live. I stood face to face. And then he's not at all a big guy for 170 pounds. Like, I would, to be real, I've seen 55ers that look bigger than him. Like, physically speaking. But we all know. That that's his game isn't straight up physicality. He's more of a cardio based guy. All right, so yeah, let's move on to the Gastelum Kenneer fight. That was a good one. At San Diablo. That was a good one, bro. Calvin is one tough motherfucker, bro. He is a fucking brawler. I don't think he's gonna get cut or anything, but he's just. He's fighting all top dogs. Like, really? Look, man, not fighting. He, he has he has an A-plus resume. There, there's no shame in his career. Nope. He's one of those people that his record may look a little worse than it should, but there is no shame in the people he's been fighting. You can't say he ever ducked anyone or wasn't in any of those fights. Yeah, he didn't just get bopped by anybody. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe the sub to uh, Hermanson, but it was a sub. Yeah. But he had probably the, the best middleweight fight ever against uh, Izzy. Right. And that was back and forth to the end. Then he had a good one against Whitaker. You had a good one against Cannoneer. Those guys are top three. Right. Well, Whitaker's fighting for the title. And Jared Cannoneer. I mean, outside of really Derek Brunson, I can't think of anybody else that has a legit claim to uh, 
that number one contendership. I think yep. Cannonier will probably fight Brunson before the year's over. I'm here for it. And I'm going to tell you right now, quick hot take, this version of Derek Brunson beats, beats Cannonier. He's Super Saiyan. Bro, blonde hair Brunson ain't no joke. Lead singer uh, Drew Hill? Cisco. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Look, as far as um, going back to that, was that fight night? That was a fight night card, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cam Wood looked crisp. I will say this. He's getting better and better every time I see him um, in a cage. Um, I guess that Robert Whitaker beat down was just a testament to how good Bobby Knuckles is because it's every time Jared Cannonier steps in the ring, I mean, a cage, he he just looks better and better, and he does have that like, I mean, do fall at heavyweight, and he has knockouts at heavyweight, two hundred and five pounds, and middleweight. So he's one of the guys that owns knockout victories in three different weight classes. He's got talent. No doubt about it. I can see some holes for sure, though. So it's going to be tough at the, top of the, at the very top of the mountain for him when you're talking about going for the title. However, he has a skill set to put anybody away. And I think that once he does get to, if he get to that title picture, if he can continue to grow his game, he's definitely a dangerous opponent for anybody. That's what I was about to say, though, because like Jarek Near has been all over the place, but if anything, every fight that he goes through, he comes back better in some aspect. So. If he gets like one or two more fights, he might be on Izzy's level. Maybe. Izzy knows how to expose some shit. So. I, I still think that's a tough fight, but it would be a very interesting one. Very. About a year or so ago, I would have said that Gaslam would have got destroyed by Izzy. And he put up a great fight. You just never know. And then after watching that Jan Blachowicz fight, which is Izzy's only loss in the UFC, you figure that the, the formula to beat Izzy would be a guy who has, like, knockout power in a stand-up area, enough that you can threaten with your stand-up and not just be 100% grapple-focused, but also yeah. the ability to, like, wrestle good enough to be able to not only take Izzy down, but keep him down, and Derek Brunson has all three of those things. And that's why I think um, he has the ability to dethrone Izzy based off just those factors. Now, will he do it? Yet, I still wouldn't bet against Israel Adesanya. However, looking at the rest of the middleweight division right now, nobody has that, nobody has that kind of, that exact skill set that can execute that kind of game plan. And I think that's really the only game plan right now that shows any promise at taking away um, the belt from Israel Adesanya. 
Yeah. Well, like a legit wrestling base? Yeah, like having that ability to not only, like, one thing that Brunson has, especially with this new incarnation of Derek Brunson, one thing that he does have is he's not, it's not that he's just able to take you down. It's like he can do damage from the ground and keep you there. And he's also very intelligent about where he takes you down. He doesn't just go, for, like, he doesn't just slam the double and he'll have you against the cage. He'll, like, clasp his hands, pull you out, and then pull you into the middle of the cage. And that's something that goes underrated with, um, like, top-tier grapplers. You see Khabib do it all the time. You see um, some of the cream of the crop grapplers do it all the time. But then the guys that kind of fall in the middle, like your Marvin Vittori's and your guys who are just well-rounded, they have wrestling and they can mix it up. They usually make a lot of mistakes where they'll have, they'll leave an area for you to be able to just get back up. And that's... um. It's, it's, it's not as useful to use all that energy going for a takedown just to have your opponent spring back up. And one thing that we have seen is in the middle of the cage that, that is Adesanya still has not proven that in the middle of the cage that he can get back up. I mean, obviously versus Jan Blahovich. It's a much bigger guy, a much bigger, stronger opponent. But um, Marvin Vittori in the first fight was able to do it as well. We saw the adjustments in the second fight, so it never got to that point. Yeah, everybody's getting better after they lose, so credit mm-hmm. to that to these guys that want to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking about uh, staying on top, we got a uh, the lighter guys, the featherweights, Barbosa and uh, Giga Chikazi. That one was a, it was a good fight until Barbosa he got caught slipping. Mm-hmm. Got caught slipping. No. I don't think so. I think that was a um, early you know, stop. You think no. early? Mm-mm. I thought that was just Giga did a good job of waiting and. For openings, and when he saw the openings, he exploited them pretty heavy. I mean, this I, guy, he's, he's got a nasty kick to the body, for sure. Yeah. He has an extensive um, kickboxing record, too, bro. I know. Yeah, he's, I think he's legitimate. He's going to be on his way up, though. Yeah, he's definitely on his way up. He proved in that fight that he can hang with the best. Yeah, I I honestly believe that Barboza. He's in a tough spot because I feel like he can still compete with a lot of the best, but I don't think he's as top tier as he used to be. And he just he's he's a fighter. He's he's there to fight, get paid, and fight again. He's not, you know, he's not gonna get no title shot. I know, but I know he wants it too, though, which it breaks my heart. It really does. He's already, he's already, he has nothing left to prove, you know. He, he set his uh, name in history already. I mean, there's just sometimes like, that you, you kind of want it for your boy, 
Mm-hmm. Like Dan Henderson never deserved that title shot against Bisbing, but I kind of wanted to knock out Bisbing anyways and get that title. Everybody did. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Everybody did. <laughs> Unless you're from uh, over there across the yeah. pond. But with uh, Giga, I think, honestly, I think he should fight Calvin Qatar. Cater. I like, I like I, that fight on all levels because I don't see that fight going to the ground at all. And I see either somebody getting pieced up with some hands or a body kick landing beautifully and putting somebody away. He has some good choices, though, because like Giga versus Josh Emmett wouldn't be a bad fight. And does Jung have a fight yet? The zombie? Because the zombie's on the losing streak, and that wouldn't be a bad name for him to fight either. I thought zombie did have a fight lined up, but I could be wrong. Wasn't he supposed to fight Dan Ige? Or am I tripping? I feel like... Did that just happen? Did that already happen? Or did someone pull out of that fight? Maybe. I feel a zombie had a fight lined up, but I'm not sure. No, he beat somebody, and then he called out Max Holloway, didn't he? He beat Ige. That's what it was. That's what it was. Never mind. You're right. That's what it was. How did we forget about that fight? <laughs> a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Some of both of us just glossed over that. He's like, oh, he's on a losing streak. <laughs> It happens, man. You know what I mean? You drink too much whiskey, you forget things. I'm drinking whiskey now. You know what? Here's another matchup for um, Chikadze. Arnold Allen. That's not a bad choice. He's on the the tear right now as well. um, Zombies available. Cater's available. Arnold. What's up with Josh Emmett? Has he fought since since whenever? I yeah, that's why I wasn't sure fight. about that. What happened to him? Let's see his last fight. When was his last fight? Yeah, when Casper last fight? Shane Burgos. Last why? year? Uh, he hasn't fought in over a year. He must have got hurt or something. Well, I guess he did fight twice that year. I was about to say, I think I feel like he only fights like once a year, but must be nice. Twice that year. But yeah, anyway, Chikazi should fight somebody ahead of him again. But you never know how these guys want to do it. But I feel with the featherweights, they gotta, they gotta fight. They all calling out Holloway. Everybody that wins wants to fight Max. That's because they know that's immediate title shot if they win. If they win. If they win. Or it's get pieced game up. Or get pieced up. One or the other. It's also the best time to fight Max because Max, even though Max just showed up and showed that he's still top tier. Just because he lost his title, he's on his downswing. He's not even 30. 
I know, but you know how people think about it. If he's on it's the down now's the time. It's getting better. That's the other reason. Beat him now before he gets better. By the well, time he's 32, he's going to be a lightweight. Shit. I hope so, man. That would be as good. long as he does it the right way. Yep. Okay. Now, since that's out of the way, let's talk about this last card from this past weekend because there's some good fights on there that we need to talk about. We had some debuts or a debut from some guy. I've seen him around before, man. He needs a haircut. It's part of his style, man. Is he Irish or is he? What is he? He's Irish from uh, English. England? He's English. Okay. He's English. Okay. Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty Pimblet. He had a good showing, but he did take a massive shot. So I was about to say he had a so-so showing. He looked good. His hands are. He's got heavy hands, and he's got a lot of pressure. His chin's up high in the sky, though. Right. I don't want to say he has a bad chin. He just has bad chin placement. Yes. And he was definitely the less technical of the brawlers in that fight. Yeah. He got caught. But he landed what he needed to land, and he finished the fight. He definitely has heart. I was surprised he wasn't wearing the orange uh, shorts, though. I figured they would have, like, made an exception for the dude because, you know, all the hype he's bringing with him. So he would have been the first guy with, like, some orange shorts. Maybe. I think he was trying to represent his people that night, though, because it was a big one for Liverpool that night. It was a good card for Liverpool that night. Him, Meatball. Yeah. But speaking of that, let's look at the lightweights. He might be able to slide into the top 15. I I could see him beating somebody in the top 15, not top 10. That's how I feel, too. I feel with that showing, he's definitely going to be top 15 material now. And I hope they don't throw him into the wolves right away because he is a personality that they could grow and i think that a top 15 or two fights will do him good in the ufc because he obviously figured out that the ufc is a different caliber than his cage rage or was it cage fury over there it's one of those but hey honestly you know who he looks like like for real he looks like like... version of paul mccartney no, 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 no. He looks like Owen Hart. <laughs> like, I give you no, 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 for real. He looks like Owen Hart, but smaller and like shredded. You know, he looks like Owen Hart with an accent. Owen <laughs> Hart's bastard child. Hey, maybe. You never know. <laughs> Rest in peace. But uh, yeah, he looks like Owen Hart with some hands and some some charisma going. Like, he could be. Hopefully, for the UK fans, the next, I'm not going to say Connor, but maybe Bisbing. I was going to say Bisbing or 
he might even be able to take over for Till, but I don't think Till's done yet. We'll get to him. He's on the list. Yes. He's almost there. But yeah, after that, we had a, a serious leg kick by Khalil Roundtree. I mean, that was nasty. Should those kicks be banned? The, what was it? He was going for a bleak kick? What was he going for? No, he, was, he kicked by the knee, knee though. That's, that's the placement. That's the right placement. He, he kicked it. So I, I'm conflicted about this kick because I think it was 100%. It obviously is a legal kick, but I have no problem with the kick that he threw. Not one bit. Because the the deciding factor for me is the kick that he threw would have easily been the same if – who was his opponent? I forgot his name. Uh, that dude's on a losing streak, man. He's he's might be getting cut. Yeah, but his opponent—he actually just tilted his knee over just a little bit. Roundtree could be in the same boat as uh, Weidman Bukaskis. and Anderson were in. Bukaskis. Yes. So easily that could have went either way and very bad for either person. So I don't feel that bad about it. And I feel if he would have defended it properly, we wouldn't be talking about this. It's a reaction. He's even accepted it himself. So, Right. Right. I I think it's a bit of an overreaction based off the result. Like we're basing the fact that he ripped his knee up as that kick being, um, some some I saw a lot of fighters tweet about it, and some were like one fighter in particular, Jamal Hill, said it was a whole move. Look, it's a technique. Whether you like it or not, it's a it's a kicking te- it's a kicking technique. So if it happens to result in some kind of injury, this is the fucking hurt business, man. This isn't the this isn't a nice guy thing. If you want to see people get injured, watch golf. Pure and simple. I, 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 I saw elbows out his knees in golf all the time. Uh, elbows, bro. Them elbows be slinging off the uh, bone. Exactly. Golf will have least amount of injuries, but you'll be getting hit by the uh, golf carts. Good. Add some excitement to that shit sport. Them caddies are crazy. I love it when they see when an alligator gets on the on the grass. I'm, I'm like cheering so heavy for that fucking little flat dinosaur. Looking for a Chubbs moment? I'm like, please get him. I need my hand. <laughs> but I got that fucker's eye. Yeah, okay. Moving on. We'll talk about uh, Frank Mir Jr. I mean, uh, Tom Aspinall. Frank Mir Jr. You were correct the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude, he's... Hey, hey last time we talked about a heavyweight. Where are they at now? Yes. This yep. dude, he's he's got potential. I'm not saying he's uh on the level of cereal on the moving up streak, but he's got potential. He's putting himself in a very dangerous situation right now, though. I uh, know the UFC member. Hey, man, you you want to fight this guy? Like he's he's saying the right things. Like, hey, I just want I want somebody above me. Yeah, he don't but, want to get shot up, though. 
I don't want to be. He basically said, I don't need top 10. He's like, you, you put me anywhere in 15 to 12, we good. <laughs> His ranking, though, is going to be a tough one. Because he's right outside the top 10. Right. That's what I'm saying. So he's putting himself in a dangerous situation. Give this guy a couple more fights, and he will be ready for the top 10 soon. I mean, that's what happens when you win. I saw somebody tweet out there that they want him against the Black Beast right now. That is a mistake. Do not do that. So here's the thing. He was saying, we, we talked about, talk about him a lot when we were leading up to like the up-and-coming heavyweights, and he's showing that he's going to rise, man. And we, we did Silgon in that buildup, and look where he's at right now. He's in position. He's in the driver's seat. Um, admittedly, you know, he admitted himself, and by he, um, Freddie Mayer Jr., as we're calling him, he said he's not ready. He wants to still, you know, build himself up, get a little bit better. And I don't blame him because the, right. the cream of the crop in the heavyweight division right now are this dangerous up there. So he's young. He wants time to develop and, you know, get, get to that point where he can compete for a title. But yeah, I, I like him a lot as a prospect. I don't think he's ready yet either, just wait, watching him. But he has a lot that I do like. Very fast, heavyweight, very good speed, very good hands, good movement. I'm excited. I do think, I do think he is ready for the lower end of the top 10. I know he's ranked number 11 right now, so he's in a very weird position because he was looking for like a Walt Harris fight. But now he's above Walt Harris, so it doesn't make as much sense. Mm-hmm. I do think that he can he can hang with Tybura, I think. I think he can hang with uh, Saki or Sakai. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if they give him 8 to 10, <clears throat> I don't think it's a death sentence. <clears throat> but I still would think that... He probably needs to fight somebody like, yeah, I would say 13, somewhere around there. Yeah, and, he, and looking at the list right now, yeah, I, I don't feel I don't feel good about it. I don't like him versus Jarzinio, Popov, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis, Stipe, Cyril. That's a lot of names, bro. I, I don't think like any of those guys. If they were going to put him in the top five, Volkov would be his best bet, but that's a tough out. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would uh, lean Volkov. Yeah. I would not go top five. Maybe the one I would lean towards the most if they're trying to jump him up a little bit more into the top ten would be Tybora. Yeah, well, you know what? That actually that, that fight might happen. Marcin Tybora will be the perfect person. What a perfect matchup style for his leap into that top 10. Yeah. That's, That's the one I feel good about. The rest, I'm weary. But remember what we talked about before with all the heavyweights. These guys are probably all going to have two fights or three fights against each other in the future. Just because this, mm-hmm. this top six, in fact, the top six. Including the champions, so that's seven dudes. They're all going to fight each other. Oh, 100%. Again, 
And again, well, I don't know about Francis and Curtis Blades because they already got their stuff out the way. That's true. But either yeah. way, these guys are all going to keep fighting each other. Oh, and Stipe and Francis, but they're one and one. Yeah, that needs to happen. I don't get. Uh, the reason why I don't like that fight for Stipe. If he gets if he gets beat again, then what? He retires. He retires. But I, I don't want. To, I, I don't think I'm ready for him to be gone from the heavyweight division just for one more fight. I don't think that I don't want him to be gone either because he's such a great fighter. But I also feel like what else is there for him to do other than the Francis fight? Plenty. I, I like the. I like. I like the path that Robert Whitaker took to getting back to the title. Like we know that Robert Whitaker, um, he got he basically lost the title through injury, and then when he did go for the unification versus Adesanya, he got knocked out. Um, in between that, he gave we fought Darren Till and um, Cannonier, Gaslam, and Gaslam. He right. beat everybody. Right, I, I like the I like that path because that makes you undeniable. And if you're a champion anyway, you're gonna have to fight all those guys who are the up and comers, regardless. You I mean, like, like the guys that are in that top five, you're gonna have to fight them anyway. So if you're gonna be the number one contender, if you're gonna be like, I mean, if you're gonna just try to get yourself right in line for that that belt, beat whoever they can name above you. Make it undeniable. I got I got one thing though. I really wish he would have fought uh, Paulo Costa. Yeah, I will. I would have loved that too. <laughs> but that boy had to get some uh, hair, hair plugs. plugs. Hey man, I mean, I made a he made a fashion statement, bro. He had to get hair plugs. First, he he got drunk off wine, a whole bottle, and then he had to get hair plugs. What an, what what a fucking excuse! A bottle of wine, bro. A Come whole on. bottle, not half a bottle, a whole bottle. He couldn't sleep, man. What are you Might be some shit in NyQuil, bro. Might be some shit in NyQuil, bro. I don't know. Some melatonin gummies. Hey, I would have hooked them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's boy get some tickets. Real. Front row. You know, that's, that's an interesting matchup, too. He's get, he's getting Costa. Costa's getting um. Who uh? Sloth. What's up? Sloth. Yeah, he's getting yeah. He moved Vittori. That should be interesting. It's a good matchup. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Back to the uh, the topic though. So Aspinall, not yet. Soon. Not yet. Let it, let it, uh, so let him cook a little bit more. Let him simmer slowly. Let, let him marinate. Slow, slow cook. Keep the fire on like low. Oh, go to work and come back, and it's good to go. No, no, no. You gotta watch it still. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I think one? you should get. I think you should get on step. One? What's up? Yeah, put it on like, put it on like one, and then come back occasionally. Stir it up a little bit. Simmer. simmer. Yeah, slow, 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 simmer. Okay. okay, not too hot yet, but keep an eye out. 
right, so the main event of the last weekend's card, we had uh, the lead singer of Drew Hill against the lead singer from the heavy metal band from Liverpool. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Man, Darren Till, I'm going to start this off by talking about Darren Till. Darren Till is another one who got kind of an early push, but he's struggling in these these top contender matchups. Like, he's not... He'll kind of take a few steps forward when it comes to climbing the mountain and then slide right back down. Um, this is, here's what I put in his career now. Very similar, again, to Charles Oliveira, where he's got a bunch of losses, but he's still a huge fan favorite. He's a tough competitor. And as long as he doesn't give up on himself... And he continues to get better. He will, I think, eventually the light will turn on for Darren Till. However, we got to give shout out to the actual victor in this one, and this blonde-haired Super Saiyan Gary Brunson is a problem. He's basically smashing all the hype trains. They're getting derailed every fucking time, and he's making them. He's doing what I said Stepe should do. And that's make himself undeniable. I mean, you keep beating who they put in front of you. It's on a five-fight win streak. Ain't much you can say except for show them, show me the money. And at this point, he is the only other middleweight contender besides Jared Cannonier who has a legit claim to the throne. And obviously, there's a, a way to settle that. But for what it's worth. That rematch can sell a lot, given the fact that we've seen the blueprint in the UFC as far as it comes to the um, Israel Adesanya taking the L. And it's not it's not stand-up game. And what Brunson has, Brunson has wrestling. He's uh, that we've seen that. I mean, that that what he did against Till. Uh, First of all, that was the quickest fucking tap I've ever seen. I got something for that, though. He, he wanted a way out, bro. He was ready oh, to no, go. No, 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 no. I, I, got, I, got, I got some uh, excuses from the Darren Till side. Oh, yeah. Yes. New injury going in, right? What, nine weeks in or ten weeks nine, in? Nine, ten weeks. Yeah. That's, that's all well and good. But that going that ground and pound didn't help. When, when Brunson got full mount, Brunson has a lot of power. And when he landed those two shots, Darren Till rolled over and quickly tapped. Like, he never... Brunson barely got the choke in before Till tapped. So he was ready to go. He, was, he's, he wanted it out. Which, I mean, look. It is what it is. Live, live, live. Was there until overrated or pushed too soon? Twice. Twice. No, I, I, I don't just, think that he was overrated, personally, in my opinion. But the push too soon, a little bit. And in middleweight, definitely. 
But once you got that push at Walter Waite, you can't really step back. Even if you go to a new division. You've seen it time and time again. And, you know, to be honest, I I think he should take that offer from Kevin Holland and join Coach DC on that bus. He's in the same spot as Kevin Lee. He has star power, but he's just on a losing streak, and they're both relatively young. So I don't see it as him being overrated. I think he's rated as he should be. It's right. just somebody's got to lose, bro. Like it's it's and this is where I think we when we go wrong with our analysis of mixed martial arts from a fan perspective. We put too much. We give too much. Um, flack to the guy that loses. Somebody gotta lose, bro. Like, I don't give a shit how good you are. It's only two guys going in. So somebody gotta take that L. Nah, I think if Darren Till would've won with a knockout, he might've been able to leapfrog Robert Whitaker. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows this, this company cares about needle movers? The UFC... Yeah. Okay, you put butts in the stands. Think about that paper, bro. Brunson's not going to do that. He can sell from a standpoint that he can give you a legit threat to beat the champion. And that's kind of what, um, that's the only thing you can sell other than, because like, okay, how do you sell Robert Whitaker again, given how he beat, given how he lost? Yo, they're selling it perfectly. He worked his way back up. He worked his way back up, and he he. Th- there's no denying that Robert Whitaker is the second best in that division, if not exactly. the best. It's it's a very good argument if he could be the best or the second best. The only difference is the one that's above him right now is the one that's got to win over him. Right, and made him look childish. That's what worries me. Like if you if you look at also, what worries me the most is Roberts. Like he he didn't show any eagerness to get back in there against Israel. He was like, he's not only did he say he took a very Tom Aspinall approach. He's like, I'm not quite ready for the title shot yet, which yet which makes me think that he's not as confident to um, that he can dethrone Izzy, which is fine. That's cool. I don't think it's a big deal. I like the fact that, um, like I said, I'd rather you make yourself undeniable as opposed to getting an instant title shot. I think that's so overblown. I don't, I don't really, not a big fan of that. Um, I still want to see, is I want to see that fight again, and it's more, in all likelihood that's what we're getting. I'm just saying from the standpoint of, if I'm a betting man, do I think I think it's gonna be more of the same in the rematch with that fight? It might be. A, Different approach from Robert. He might he might have come out there guns a blazing. I would assume, but all the other advantages are still there. So the reason why I think this one's so interesting with this rematch is because Robert Whitaker is exactly what you said. He's always been one hundred percent honest face value. He doesn't hide from his feelings. He doesn't hide from any of that. And I one hundred percent believe that. I don't think he was afraid of fighting Izzy again. I think he wasn't ready to be champion again. 
if that makes sense. I think when he became champion, that's when he fell in love with the game. And that's when he started having all those mental issues that he was talking about. And he was overworking, overstressing it. And I think this time he would come into it, and the reason why he wanted to take his time with it was to get his mind right, fall back in love with the fight game. And now he feels like he's ready to go in with a better level-headed mind to fight Izzy. Because Robert Whitaker versus Izzy last time, that was not Robert Whitaker fighting. That was... I don't know what that was. That was some desperate guy trying to be Gaslam. Not Robert Whitaker. It might be like the same thing that uh, GSP had before when he got the title and it was like the pressure. It always get to him and get to right. him and get to him. Whitaker Rose. seems like the same type of dude that's like, you know, he's just laid back, reserved. He ain't going out there saying, oh, I'm going to take your head off and put it in a bag and throw it away or something, you know? Yeah. He's just like, I'm just here to fight, do my job. That's it. It's not like a Conor McGregor approach. It's more of a a passive-aggressive approach. Yeah. And I I like it. I mean, we've heard the story over and over again. Once you become champion, the pressure is so much higher on you. Having GSP, Rose was very... uh, open about that where she had to lose the title to appreciate the title yep uh, it's, so i think i honestly think that robert whitaker will it will be a completely different fight it won't be the same as the first well with Derek brunson though he he won and he's working his way back to the title so in my honest opinion i know cannoneer wants to fight again he needs he needs to get paid according to him Taking off for yeah. that long, he needs to get paid. So, the only fight to make that would truly make a a real number one contender that's kind of fresh in a way would be Cannoneer versus Brunson, and the winner of that gets the winner from Israel against Robert Whitaker. So, that's got to be the fight to make. But then again. Robert Whitaker does have two victories over him, like both those guys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Israel got one one bad one over Derek Brunson. In fact, that's was that his last loss? Derek Brunson's Derek Brunson's last Brunson's, loss yes. was uh Izzy, right? Yep. He hit him with the oh, question mark and shit. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't the title know. fight. It was not a title fight. It was not. Mm-mm. But either way, okay, so the only person in the top five that Izzy hasn't fought is Cannoneer, right? And he was he was hoping for that fight a while ago. He was hoping for that or Darren Till. And they just took each other out, so. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, Darren Till was scheduled to fight Cannoneer beforehand. Because he doesn't shy away from a tough fight. He he goes after the scary guys. That's true. Like, he called out Yola when no one was. 
Like no one, no one called out your well. They just accept it if they had to. Uh, okay, I guess that's weird. Like, oh shit, man, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, guess, I, I, have, I can't, can't call that sick. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of that um, middleweight news, the last person to beat um, Israel Adesanya got signed by the UFC. Oh, and, uh, the kickboxer dude, right? Yes, he he's signed to fight. He signed up. So, Pereira. Yep. Right. Yep. Alex Pereira. I'm probably saying it very wrong. Probably not rolling the R's properly, but yeah, that dude, the one that knocked him out last, right? He got two wins. He got two dubs over Izzy. One KO, one decision. Oh, 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 oh! Is he gonna fight at middleweight? I think he is fighting at middleweight too. All right. He's making. You think his, that's uh, gonna end up being like a Joseph Duffy story, or? I mean, he's been fighting MMA. It's not his MMA debut. It's his UFC debut. Oh. Yep. I think... I want to say he was there fighting at Bellator or one. Either way, good competition in both Bro. of the... Could be good competition in both of those. Bro, one's dangerous. One's middleweights. So-so. Well, the, you know, that's all I gotta say. You know. Mm-hmm. One I've seen or along the lines of the old school WEC. They're about they're, the lightweights. They're lightweights the and down are, are killers. Right. The the lightweights and down are fucking killers. Everything above that's just kind of so-so. Just like WEC. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Brandon Vera, though. No longer heavyweight champ. Let me ask this question. And kind of to kind of move past the main event of um Till Brunson. Yeah. Who's the uh one fighter who isn't currently on the roster that you would like to have on a UFC roster right now? I mean, does it count if they used to be in the UFC? Especially if they used to be. Gay guard. I like that one. I'd love to I, see that. I, that's the, the biggest loss that I feel. Him and Mighty Mouse were the biggest losses that I feel that the UFC ever made. But a part of me kind of wants Rory McDonald back. But I also feel that McDonald doesn't have the fire that he used to. So... I don't know about that. All right, so you guys ready to address the elephant in the room from these past three weeks? Did you hear that question? What question? Who's one fighter um, from the from the past or present that you would want back on the UFC roster today? Is this like a fantasy question or just like them fighting right now? Whatever they can be fighting right now, they can be retired. Um, what what uh, I'm I'm what I'm saying is like they gotta be alive. Oh, and still active. Yeah, I wouldn't Currently. say they have to be active because there's something yeah. that you can pull out of retirement. Oh, no, no. I was about to say I need TRT Vitor back, but that's a different story. Okay. 
first two. My first one will be GSP. I got I, one. Can, I, I love this. I love to see GSP versus Usman. Um, is your audio going? No, I whispered that. Oh, okay, that's that's like my number one. My number two, which I don't think anybody's gonna pick, but I would love to see a healthy, active Kane Velasquez in this current heavyweight mix. Mm. I would uh, love it. No, I would injury free, that. injury free Kane, healthy. Okay, healthy C level Kane. Yes, I would love to see that. I want to see the two thousand like seven nine version of Kane Velasquez in UFC today. The one that beat Brock Lesnar, Kane. Yes, or the one that beat JDS, Kane. The one that beat JDS. Ooh, I want to see that version against the top five. I got, I got one. I got one. I want to see Musasi. That's what and I the, said. And that's what you said? Yeah, that Mark, was my first one. Oh. Oh, I get two picks? Yeah, you can get, um, picks? You can get a fantasy one and an active one. Oh, a fantasy one? Oh, man. I, I, I want to see uh, GSP back at welterweight. Shit. Yep. I want to see Musasi right now in middleweight. Like, right now, I want to see Musasi in middleweight. No past tense shit. I want to see right now. I would love to see a five-round non-title fight with Khabib versus GSP or GSP versus Usman. Either one. I would love to see that. I'm more interested in the GSP versus uh, Khabib than I am Usman. And that's mainly because of GSP's comments himself. Because GSP had interest in the Khabib fight, he has no interest in the Usman fight. <laughs> he himself has said that the welterweight division now is much tougher than when he was king. It really is, though. Yes. It really is. Like, who is, who is his uh, opposition? Johnny Hendricks on the steak sauce? On all the steak sauce? Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit was... Back he then, was Carlos Condit was the was man, legit. though. He was legit. He was legit. Nick Diaz. John Fitch. Yeah, John Fitch. Um, I mean, that, that was the heyday of Robbie Lawler, his his best run. You had a blonde-haired uh, dude Koscheck. on the show with him. Koscheck. Yeah, Koscheck. He got jabbed to death. Mm-hmm. And then, no, no, that was his first fight back from uh, losing the title to Matt Sarah. He took him down. He got scooped. Paul Dillon. Paul Dillon sucker punched him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but okay. Back on track. We have to address the elephant in the room from these One. past three weeks we missed out on. We're these talking uh, about celebrity death matches, or I mean, boxing matches. With the YouTuber and the former welterweight amateur boxers, I don't know. Like they're 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 fighters, they're MMA fighters, but they're boxing. Connor got his first 
Pro fight. It was a pro fight. So was uh, Tyron Woodley's first fight in boxing a pro fight, or is that an amateur record? I think it was also pro, because it's counting towards Jake Paul's pro record. So therefore, so, it has to be a pro fight. So you could say 0-0 zero and zero as a pro, but now 0-1 and one as a pro mm-hmm. for Tyron Woodley? He's 0-1. He He's lost all- that fight. Definitely good. Um, I will say this. Pull the trigger Tyron is back. Because he had Jake hurt and he didn't pull the trigger. Yes. He did Tyron extend- lost that fight the same way he lost his last couple of fights in the UFC. He's extending his streak of being chill and non active. Bro, but he was active in one fight. And, and he got caught. Him. That's true. He's they're shooting for a rematch in that one. Tyron's camp is going going heavy. He even I was like, post fight interview. He asked for a rematch, and Jake said, "If you tattoo, if you get a tattoo tonight, I'll do it." And they shook hands, and then Jake retired, and then came back. I mean, does yeah. that tell you something? Like, that cancels out the uh, agreement, right? Because he retired? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a smart man, but I'm just saying. Something seems a little fishy. Well, he didn't want that, that fight anyways. That's why he tried to make that comment about getting that tattoo. But Tyrone was like, I bet. <laughs> I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cleared like three mil, right? Uh, Tyrone? Mm-hmm. I think he made like two to three million. We made two just on the purse and then pay per view. Oh, then if he got pay per view points out of that, he probably made an easy five mil. Everybody yeah. fighting on that car got pay per view points. That's one thing Jake Paul or the Paul brothers in general do. They make sure their fighters are taken care of. Right. I saw an article where um, Jake gave like a mil. From his side to like everybody except Fury, who declined it. Ooh. Yeah, they had a little, uh, little uh, chit chat in the back. What's that fight? I want that fight. At first, I came into this. I, I, my my opinion and my stance has changed. At first. I came. I, I was like anti those YouTubers, but now I like it. I think it's like I look it's at entertainment. It, yeah, it's just it's it's to me it's like a step below. It's like college football as opposed to NFL. Like you know you like getting the top tier boxers, but it's still they, it's still a good show. I I like it. I, I like these little side hustle type boxing fights. Because what you can do is you can have these exhibition-style cross-up matchups. You can also have these Legends League-type matchups like Holyfield versus TRT Vitor. We get into that one. We get into yeah. We get into and We're building up to it. I'm all for it, man. I, I, look, I like it. I, I'm not... I, at first, I was like, man, I, can't, I want to see this guy just get knocked the fuck out and leave 
But right now, I'm like, look, if you, think, if you really think about it, he's just like a club-level fighter in the beginning of his career. Like, he's fighting guys who aren't world beaters at all. Some of them have no boxing experience. Like, it's Nate Robinson is a basketball player. Uh, Tyler Woodley and Jake Ben Askren are both mixed martial arts guys. They're not boxing. They have no boxing experience. But if you talk about a club-level fighter, they're not exactly fighting top-tier cream-of-the-crop talent in their first 10 fights. They're fighting guys who are usually a matchup that you expect that prospect to win. It's like a favorable matchup for that prospect. And if you're looking at Jake Paul as like, or Logan Paul as a boxing prospect, then yeah, it makes sense. And but that's the problem, though. It's like they're, they're viewed as guys that are fighting pro fighters. That's all I will say. Not pro boxers, pro fighters. Right. And, I, and some so people that, think that, you know, they, they think that these guys are, it's rigged or whatever, but it's not. They're somehow winning. Well, he's good. I mean, he, one thing that people are discounting is how good, specifically Jake, is at actual boxing. He's not bad. Like, he has good footwork. He has good movement. He knows how to not get hit. He knows how to play the game of boxing. Because Tyron had him, and if Tyron wasn't, like, just headhunting for that one right hand, he could have been, he was in trouble. Oh, yeah, I'm on the ropes. Yeah, a real boxer obviously will get those guys out of there, and they'll 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 get bodied against anybody that's legitimate. Any, like like top fifty, top hundred level boxer fucks them up. Yo, they're doing fair. a good thing though. Well, right. besides Logan, Logan fought Mayweather. Right, Logan fought Mayweather. That I, I think that was a great decision on his part. I, I'm not gonna lie. He knew that was gonna make them both stupid amount of money. He knew that he outsized Mayweather, and he didn't care if he lost or not, let's be honest. Yeah. Right. But Jake's doing it great. He's, I think um, he wants to win. He really wants to win. Yeah. Jake? Yep. Yeah, Jake's taking it a lot more serious than Logan is. 100%. And he's he looks good. Like, I'm not going to lie. I hate the guy. But as a – if you go with Brian's – scenario as a prospect he doesn't look terrible it's just he's doing very smart fighter picks like he's doing very favorable matchups for him he is he is which he should i mean if you had a young prospect that has some kind of promise you're not putting him up there you're not gonna just throw him into the fire against killers and one thing that we give um people give that fight that Mayweather had versus Canelo, they were like, oh, well, Canelo was in the beginning of his career. He was really young. Bro, Canelo had 32 pro fights and was world champion at that time. I mean, how, what, do you, what do you want? If Mayweather was 36 years old. If you want, I mean, there's no, there's no point at which some people can be satisfied if the result doesn't go their way. So you can't really, you can't justify it. Like, if you want to have a guy that's a prospect buildup, he's got to have I mean, fights that he can win. And if you want to get tested, 
you got to go against fighters that can put you in the ground. And that's the whole thing about it. You can't be, we can't be so attached to the outcome and how we judge these fighters because something like, like when you're fighting the best of the best, bro, somebody got to lose. Period. And that's what gives me a lot of um, respect for certain guys that don't take, they take every single matchup, whether it's a good one or a bad one. And when they start piling up losses, we go, oh, well, he's washed or oh, he, he's overrated or maybe he's not the guy we thought he was. But I'm like, you know, not, not so much. He's just you're going against the cream of the crop. And when you're fighting the best of the best, you're not going to always come out on top. And that's what gives the guys that do come out on top when they're fighting the best of the best. That's why they're held into to that legendary status. That's why the guys like Israel Adesanya, the guys like Khabib Nurmagomedov, the guys um, like John Jones, they get the credit that they deserve and they're ranked where they should be because they're beating the who's who. They're beating the guys who should... They're beating tough guys. They're not just racking up wins, piling up wins against whoever. They're fighting the best of the best and still coming out on top. See, I try to judge those appropriately. So, like, someone like Darren Till, yes, it looks really bad that he's, you know, won in his last five fights, but one and four in his last five. But, you know, if you look at the people that he fought, he lost the championship. He lost to Jorge, which is probably the most, the worst one on there. Yeah. But. Because he was bigger. Because he was bigger and he should have won that fight because it was a brawl. He had him. He had him, but he got caught. And then he lost to Robert Whitaker and the Derek Brunson that everyone thought had, or the potential. You know, this is what everyone talked about when they talk about Derek Brun- Brunson's potential if he just stops brawling and fighting with emotion. This is exactly who they always talked about, and this is who is fucking dangerous as fuck. So you, you can look at him and say that he's fine. His record doesn't look that bad, even though the numbers say otherwise. But then you look at somebody like, if we're going to go on hype trains, just because I just want to throw shade his way anyways, someone like Sean O'Malley, who's fighting low tiers in the top 15, not even ranked, and still losing, but still talking shit to the top 10, I'm not going to take you as serious. I'm still going to call you a shit fighter. So, it's different. Yeah, no, no, and I, I 100% agree with you, Mark. Like, guys like that who are just, like, can-crushing but still um, barking up, so to speak, like, barking at, up at the big dogs but not fighting them, yeah, you right. can kick rocks. Um, he's basically being uh, a Dylan Dennis at this point. Right. You know what I mean? Where he's just, like, talking shit to the guys who he knows he'll never see, but um, it's just talk. So, yeah, I mean, the, guy, the, the guys that could benefit from what we're seeing right now, a guy like Cody Garbrandt could benefit heavily from watching the, what, what's happening with Brunson because Brunson had that similar style where super emotional, uh, leave his chin on the top shelf on the BOGO section at Publix. He's playing uh, the grand. flyweight next, isn't he? Yes. Who's that? Cody. Fighting that flyweight? Yeah, he's fighting, I think, Kai Kara? Yes, Kai Kara France. That's a tough matchup for him, too, especially for his debut at flyweight. 
Damn. Um, I think, no Cody, I think Cody is learning from that. His last fight proved that he is trying to think about his actions a little bit more. The biggest holdup he had was, okay, I need to mix in my wrestling. Then he had success with his wrestling, and he forgot what to do with it. He he had no tools once he got him on the ground. Yeah, he like, got him on the ground. He was like, here before. He's what like, how do you do a Donkey do? Kong punch? I don't know. I'm used to knocking people out on the feet. <laughs> Why are we here? So he just needs to develop that that ground and pound, and he'd be fine. Yeah, he'd be fine. Like, he's got the tools. He definitely has the tools for it. He's also young. He can make a comeback. Yeah, he's what? Like 27 or something? I think he's, he's like 27, 28. Yeah, he's young. He's He's on the right side of 30 right now. Right. So I'm not too worried about his career either. I think he'll make a comeback. He just needs to put it together. And another thing that is probably a little controversial that people don't like to hear, I also think that he probably needs to stay away from Alpha Male. He's been doing well with, uh, where is that? Over up north. Yeah, he's been training. He's been mixing it up between... um. New Jersey with uh, Frankie Edgar and them. Uh, Henry Hoof, not Henry Hoof, Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mark Henry up there. They got him right with his wrestling, though. He proved yeah. it against Rob Font, but he just couldn't do nothing. They did. It's just, I think Alpha Male's day has kind of passed, is where I'm trying to get with that. I think that. They had their issues, and they can't keep a good head coach, so they don't have that structure that they used to, and it's just not working out anymore. Yeah. Plus, with the pop, with the um, emergence of the UFCPI, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are the time is passing. Which is also sad because I used to love them, especially in the WEC days or the beginning of the lightweights. They Same. were fucking killers. Yeah, man. And then what, another thing that happened to them too is that a lot of their, their big time talent left. Well, they left because the structure went away. Well, Dwayne Ludwig came in and tried to help out with striking, and then him and TJ said peace. Him and TJ said peace, and then. Uh, Justin Buckles was doing a good job there, and then he had some kind of outing with Faber also. And he left, and then people left with him. You know, it's just, it's not the same. I think their head coach right now is some Muay Thai guy that doesn't even speak English. So, people are struggling with that also. What are they doing? Hand signals? Emojis? Oh, man. <laughs> Sad. Google Translate on all the time. Wow. <laughs> and I miss, I mean, as much as I miss those days, oh, some things just come to an end, man. Nothing you can do about it. I, I'm a fan. Um, I'm a fan of like, like all these super gyms, and they still exist. Some of the ones that were around. You know, they kind of they, they either evolved 
got better with time, or some of them just like kind of went to the wayside. I mean, it's natural. Normal. I mean, it's normal. Like, uh, it happens, you know, like Team Quest being gone, even though Mosey won't accept it. Hey, Las Vegas is nothing but Team Quest, bro. It basically is. But Team Quest is split up between Portland, Las Vegas, and Texas now. And the middle is Vegas, so it's Las Vegas is Team Quest. <laughs> like the West Coast version of the West Coast version of the DMV. At least I'm not saying um what team Militich. Militage fighting system, yeah, or the Lions Den. Oh my, Team Punishment. What you mean? Isn't Team Punishment still around though? Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of Team Punishment, we gotta get to the next one. Segway. Yeah, we got good old Anderson Silva against Team Punishment's own Tito Ortiz. What? The Huntington Beach bad boy? Yes. But also on that card, you had Oscar De La Hoya against young dinosaur Vitor Belfort. Young dinosaur. But De La Hoya got COVID, so now we got the real deal, Holyfield, fighting Vitor. Did somebody tell... Did somebody tell um, Wait a minute. He got he got COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I got COVID. He got COVID. I, I admired it. I do. With all the cocaine he does, his immune system's probably shot. So he probably he got spoof? it pretty easy. Did he spoof the vaccine? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I do know this. Fuck. That's going to be a barn burner because Holyfield's always in shape. Even though he's like 70. I think um, Vitor might bit off more than he can chew. I don't know. It's TRT Vitor. This is one of those cards that I just want to give them all the steroids. Or just TRT. I just want to give them all. Just here you go. Have fun. Like I would love this card with all the juices. Brazilian yeah. broccoli, steak sauce, whatever. I want it. I want acai. Yeah, acai. Everything. I want um I want to see Amanda Holyfield with like no neck on that like Atlanta gravy. I mean sauced up. Super sauced up. Might happen. I want a big unveiling that the owner of Thriller is actually the former owner of Pride. Like he gets unmasked. <laughs> Honestly, the Tito and uh, Anderson fight should be very intriguing. But I got Anderson the whole way. You know, that's a tough one for me, actually. It's surprisingly tough for me to choose. Because... Tito wasn't fighting too long ago. And is this, it's a boxing match, though, right? Anderson yeah. got hands. Anderson's got hands. But I'm just saying, Tito looked pretty good, but he was still using a lot of his wrestling in his MMA fight. So 
Yeah, I'd probably lean more towards Anderson in this fight. But they got to make weight. That's the crazy part about it. Are they actually weight classes in this one? It's either 199 or 195. I can't remember. It's something crazy. Tito was mad about it. That's easy for Anderson. He's probably going to walk in the day eating pizza or something. Right. Wait. Anderson's fighting Tito Ortiz, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Tito would struggle to make 199. That's what I'm saying. That's hard. Easy he was for mad Anderson, at that. hard for Tito. He was mad at that. But he, yeah. he signed on the dotted line. I was going to say, because, like, Tito was a big 205-er. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, in just straight hands, that's Anderson all day. With the wrestling, What's up? I said Vitor versus Holyfield's heavyweight, so they're allowed to be over 200. Like that's that's standard. I, I can't even see him. Um, I can't. Even, I wouldn't see. I don't know. I don't see any way that Evander can make one ninety nine. No, 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 no. They they going in there ready. Mm-hmm. How you are today is how you fighting on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. You know damn well Evander ain't making no weight class. He's somebody's <laughs> grandpa. Yeah. But shit, Tito in straight boxing, that, well, no. He might have an okay shot in MMA, but in boxing, he will get pieced up. Is it like a full 12 rounds? Or like eight? I don't, I don't know the stipulations or anything. Okay. But either way, hopefully I can find the uh, stream. I got to see that one. That's one of those ones I gotta see. I would rather see Anderson versus uh Vitor boxing. TRT Vitor versus whatever Anderson's doing over there. It's normal. Uh, Mom's two legs. It's normal. It might be on uh them blue pills. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either them, them goalies, them shoes. Hey, you know, you know Anderson, man. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. Either way, that, that's the fight I would rather see. I don't know. I'm super hyped for that uh, Holyfield versus Vitor. I'm more excited for that than I was the Del Hoya fight. Del Hoya fight, I really didn't care about that much, to be honest. But Vitor versus Holyfield, I'm there for it. And if Holyfield wins, which I think he can, Mike Tyson better be next. Well, if Anderson wins, does that mean we finally get the Roy Jones Jr. versus Anderson Silva fight that's been eluded for so long? That would be a bad thing for Roy Jones Jr., I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's boxing. It is boxing. And they're both old, and you never know. You never know. Put them both on the same card. Tyson versus uh, Holyfield 2 and Anderson versus Roy Jones Jr. You mean Tyson versus Holyfield 3? Three? 3 or 4, whatever. Mm-hmm. My bad. No biting of the ears allowed. <laughs> <laughs> My 
Mike Tyson can smoke as many joints as he wants beforehand. It's fine. Let's just happen. Tyson might be in better shape than Holyfield, though. Might. I don't might. know. When we Googled it earlier, Holyfield looks like he's in decent shape right now. He's in good shape. But I don't think again, he's in shape like TRT Vitor. Once again, pump them both up with TRT. I want to see these legends back in their prime. I'll, I'll pay for that one. I'll watch mm-hmm. that shit. Same. I ain't, I ain't going to try to do nothing special. But, yes. Yeah. Back in the world of martial arts, though, I have a question. While we've been, while we've been gone for three weeks, stuff has been happening. Things and stuff. Some things that I've noticed, especially on uh, Twitter, is uh, there's a certain PFL fighter that um, won another three million. She won three weeks in a row in three weeks. Ella Harrison. Yeah. And uh, basically, you know, the, she's right now, she's PFL's goat. And she was saying that she can, like, take down Izzy and all this other shit because I guess the girl that she fought in her most recent bout is a part of City Kickboxing. So I guess her and Izzy had some words. And she doubled down that statement um, after, you know, making that emotional post-fight thing. How do you see her for real faring in the UFC versus, like, the obvious Amanda Nunes matchup. What do, do y'all see with that? Yeah, yeah, make weight first. That's what I was about to say. She fights at 155. You, wait, do you think Amanda could do 55? Oh, for sure, but why should she have to go up to fight somebody? Especially when she's already going up to just defend the 45 title. Why should she go up technically 20 pounds for that fight? Yep. I do. Actually, I think Kayla Harrison's either last fight might have been at 145. Either way, she should make weight and fight. Right. I think it's a possibility because the UFC needs anybody that's willing to become a featherweight. Yeah, and I mean, Ava's a Jinoka. She's a world world champion, um, not world champion, but an Olympic level athlete. So I'm sure with the right dietitians and coaches, it wouldn't be a. I'm sure what she can do it. The question I have is, for me, is her level of competition being PFL because she's fighting basically. I mean. These girls that she's fighting at 155 aren't exactly the caliber. I mean, I feel like Newman Anderson would be all right over there. Um, but her just style is what intrigues me. The fact that she's this like top tier grappler, ground and pounder. Um, that's what intrigues me about her versus Amanda specifically. I don't know if she can get it done. But I, I'm here. I'm here to see it. I feel like it would be a more difficult fight 
for Amanda than it was for Ronda Rousey, but it would end the same. You think she punches a hole in her head? Mm-hmm. I think she outstrikes her pretty easily. I think because Kayla Harrison is basically Ronda Rousey with the size of Cyborg. Kayla Harrison is jacked. That's what I'm saying. She's like the size of Cyborg, but has Ronda Rousey. a little bit bigger than Cyborg, though. A little bit? Yeah. Not if she drops down to 25. Yeah, she drops down. But on fight night, she'll she'll be bigger. She's definitely bigger than Amanda. Definitely bigger than Amanda. She's Ronda Rousey in a sense that she's a judoka, but she's not Ronda Rousey in a sense that she has somebody named Edwin telling her she's a top-tier striker. She does not believe in, like, my hands are good and I'm going to do all this shit stand-up. She is Khabib-level in her pursuit to getting you to the ground. Like, she's relentless. She's she keeps going and going until she gets to the ground. She ain't trying to mix it up. Isn't her contract almost up? Yeah, or is it that's over? Why this is a big uh, I don't think it's over. I think she has like one or two more fights, but she fights often. Yep, I think the other interesting one that it's not there yet, but would be interesting if she could drop down to featherweight is if we can get Clarissa Shields to develop a little bit more. She's working with the right camp to develop. Yep. Okay. No, she's at uh, Winklejohn. Oh, shit. She in Albuquerque with uh, John Jones and them. Holly Holm. She has um, ginger hair. Who? Clarissa Shields. She has like orange hair. Did she dye her hair? Did not you see that. It? Yeah, Google her most recent pick. Because that sounds terrible. <laughs> not too bad. Speaking of her, Clar- Clarissa Shields, she used mm-hmm. to spar a lot with a uh, cyborg. Damn. Well, you, you know her hands are not the issue. Really, it's going to be how she can control, how she can handle herself in the grappling department when it comes to like straight, like a mixed martial arts type match. And she looked solid to okay versus like decent t- competition so far. But when you talk about the cream of the crop, you don't need more than what she showed so far. Because they're not. Yeah. No, no game plan. No coach is going to have a game plan of just standing with her. Even if you are a top-tier striker, it's just like, you don't... That would be a similar way to go about it. Not terrible on her. It's all right. It's all right. It's more winnable. Well, that's what I was saying. I think she needs to develop a little bit more. I think she needs to get a little more comfortable on the ground. But if she develops more, that matchup with Amanda Nunes is much more interesting to me than Kayla Harrison. 
eventually. But that's if Amanda Nunes stays in that long. She's going to get bored soon of just dominating everybody. Yeah, I think she got maybe like two title defenses on each side. So one and one on each side, and then she might be done. Hey, man, she got kids, B. Kid. I think she does Bantamweight twice because I think if Misha Tate keeps going the way that she's going, she would definitely be fighting Amanda Nunes again with that rematch. She got to fight soon. Mm-hmm. And she's looking good, too. Her last fight was probably her best fight she's ever had. Yeah. She looked very dominant. But then again, and, it was against somebody that she should have looked dominant against. Correct. But just her striking period is on another level. You could see it in that that fight compared to what she used to be. Her physicality is a lot better. She's definitely a lot stronger. I wasn't really going off the matchup. I was going off how she looked, period. And that's a dangerous Misha Tate for the Bantamweight division. I'm sure she can finish me. I'm sure she could. She could definitely finish me. Oh, yeah, yeah. like 10 out of 10. She got me. So I don't want to be in the uh, octagon with her. At all. There's some confined spaces that I wouldn't mind being in. (laughs) However, back to uh, the martial arts topic. Let's talk about that kick a little bit more. Do you I know we talked about like whether or not we think it should be legal? Um when it comes to techniques. Like that, I think. I think people, especially the casual fan, can kind of be a little bit overreacting based off the result of it, because of like the damage it done, like the potential career ending implications that they, if they think that the technique is bad. Um, I I don't know. I don't agree with that. I just think it's. I think it's. A, I think the technique itself is fine. Um. But if it's if it's just based off the fact that it can cause damage, then you gotta. There's so many other techniques that you gotta call in question. If you're just saying that that alone is bad, because I mean, like a knee, yeah, you can. We know how to repair knees in the medical field, and when I say we, I mean us. I don't know shit about repairing knee, but I mean. The medical community as a whole, especially in the sports medicine era, sports medicine um, section, they can so- that's solved. Fixing the knee is fine, but you can't fix a brain. And we've seen people get. We just recently saw um, a boxer die on that same fight card that um, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley card. Um, there, there was a fight like right before the main event, and one of the fighters in that division ended up having you know to go to the hospital right after the fight, and she passed on a couple of days later. But the, and that was from sustained brain trauma. So you, if you're arguing that the damage done is the reason you're gonna ban the kick, I think this is a poor argument. 
I say I think the technique itself is fine, but uh, is, isn't it supposed to be full contact? What do you mean? Like besides, like uh, shots to the balls or eye pokes, right? Isn't like or throat shots? Isn't everything supposed to be like full contact? Correct. Like this, and um, like the obvious stuff, right? Like eye pokes. That's a foul. Small yeah. joint manipulation, like trying to grab a finger or grab a yeah, toe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. obviously a foul. Um, but other than that, and the stuff you just mentioned, like getting kicked in the dick or, you know, attacking specifically. Because you say we attack, throat attacks aren't allowed, but chokes are allowed. I'm talking about strikes to the throat. Correct. Because that could but, kill somebody. Seriously. You crush a windpipe. Exactly, but we saw, like I said, repeated head trauma can kill somebody too. That is true. We've seen but that. That's on the referee's part. True, and it, I guess that's one thing that MMA gets right. Um, like um, that you know, if, you, if, a, if a person uh, we see a fighter not defending themselves, or they're you know they get they get hurt, and they get a few follow up strikes, the fight's usually over immediately. There's no more trauma, you know. And um, I saw back back behind the scenes. Um, she was like a little behind the scenes footage of Dana White reacting to Calvin Qatar after he took that fucking beating from Max. And he was like, "Look, this is one of those situations where I don't want y'all interviewing him. I don't want y'all stopping to talk. People just get him straight to the fucking hospital. Because right. you know, what I mean, that's that's a." Uh, that's dangerous, man. Like that, uh, having a lot of repeated head trauma in one night, you don't know how that person can fare. Like it's uh, some. That's why boxing has so many deaths, for real. Because you get knocked down, and we see these like Rocky esque efforts where you see a person get knocked down a bunch of times, but they somehow come back to win, and we glorify that in boxing. So. If you're just talking about damage being done, is the reason why the kick should be eliminated? I think you have a very, it, like I said earlier, it's the hurt business. It's not. It's just it's what, it's what this is. We're we're watching a violent combat sport. It's basically mock war between two of these people who are, in, in essence, simulating a fight to the death. Because if you're if you're talking about a knockout, if we can let them continue. Let's fight to the death, and uh, and in submissions, that person's tapping out because it's over. It's it's that fight. If it continues, there's no if, there's no tap. They're dead. Yes. So or if the ref doesn't pull them off, limb right. limb is broken. Limb is broken. And if limb, if there's and no ref. Broken, there's no ref. You're you're severely injured. You in bad shape, nephew. Exactly. I mean, should we should we like start looking at flying knees and say they're not okay? Cyborg's head got caved in from a flying knee in Bellator. Sure did. Oh. Male Cyborg. Male Cyborg. And Ben Askins, Ben Askins' whole career got taken when um, Street Jesus stole his soul. With that that did a U-turn. <laughs> yes. The whole U-turn. For real. He did a long knee. He went from going like up to out. Literally. Yeah, so I mean, it's the hurt business, like we said. It's this technique is not that bad. 
the oblique kicks were kind of questionable because besides distancing, they were weird. I don't know. But I, I never had a problem with it personally. Is it what it is? Because before, they were considered not effective. Like, people didn't see like how they could hurt you. It just seemed like a technique that was used, like you said, for controlling distance, like a teeth kick. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a fight-ending type strike. Whereas we know how devastating leg kicks are. Jose Aldo and many others showed you can finish fights with leg kicks. But you're not finishing a fight with a teeth. No one's going to tap out from being pushed from a push kick. Or no one's going right. to be, you know, it's going to be a fight-ending strike, but these are fight-enders. So you, you're probably going to see a lot more as opposed to a lot less. And that's why one people, fight. What's up? One fight ended with a teeth kick once. Liberty? Who's that? Anderson against Vitor. That was a front kick. Teeps of pushes, front kicks like that snap. It was, it was a beautiful team. It was a beautiful team. <laughs> kicks, kicks are usually like to the gut area. Yeah, it's a beautiful team. It's a beautiful team to the face. That was a good <laughs> style kick. These teams are more like military techniques. I know we're being goofy, oh, but. It was a beautiful team. Like I don't think that actually hurt Vitor, though. I think Anderson's feet just stank. Real, he must have had some funky dogs because he went down <laughs> like a sack of potatoes. No, no, no. A- after that kick, though, you saw a lot of those kicks done, though. Yeah, because Machino took the teeth. Oh no, no, no! He did. He hit him with the crane kick. He hit uh, Couture with the crane kick. The yeah, it was a flying version of that same front kick. Yeah. He came for them teeth. That was not a teeth. <laughs> that was not a teeth. That, that's all just natural progression. I'm just joking I mean, the only guy that does it consistently is Connor. There's not a lot. Of, you don't see a ton of teeps in MMA at all. I feel like you used to. Not as much anymore. They, they have better techniques to keep distance now. Yeah. As open. They used to use it a lot, but people usually caught it a lot. They would start to learn it and catch it. So... You don't see it as often anymore. Now they just go for like calf kicks and shit. It just doesn't do enough damage to get respect from your opponent. And anytime you throw in a technique, you're expending energy. So it's like if you're not if you're just expending energy to keep distance, there's just better ways. No, what uh Khalil Roundtree did was not unfair. No. Not at all. It was just it. What, what what I would say is it. Unfortunately for Khalil's opponent, he got to take a long time off for 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 um recovery. That's the only bad thing I saw about that. Otherwise, it's fine. It's so crazy how we celebrate knockouts in this sport, like they're on everybody's highlight reel. But you realize that that person's fucking taking brain trauma. Like, for real. Like, these people probably can't remember his third grade sweetheart because of certain kicks. Like, we see that Edson Barbosa versus um, Terry Adam kick. Terry Adam don't fight no more, dog. 
you talk about like your career ender, you get a lot of real kicks. So R.I.P. Terry Adam. Huh? I said R.I.P. Terry Adam. May he rest in peace. Like he, yes. he was a real prospect, and then he died. He no, yeah, he's alive. It, as far is as the career is concerned, I thought his he actually died. He died. I gotta look it up now. In real life, because if I'm wrong, my bad. Oh shit! I don't think I don't think he's for real. I don't know if he's. I don't think so. Damn. I was more saying like his career was over after that kid. <laughs> Damn. Well, yo, that kick that Barbosa hit him with was serious. Yes, he uh, bro, his toes curled up. He was out on his feet, and that's on every Edson Barbosa highlight reel. And on most people's highlight reels is somebody getting sent to the shadow realm. And yep. that's we, we look at that as oh, that's that's the beauty. That's the that's the violence that we choose to glorify. And go like, oh, that's awesome. But when we kind of cringe at injury, I'm like, what the fuck do you think is happening there? That's injury, bro. Which is, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, this is coming from an advocate. I, I know this is the hurt business. So I'm, I'm all for it. Everybody will live forever, B. Oh, never mind. He survived what I was thinking about. What happened? Did he get robbed or some shit? He threw himself into traffic. Ooh. Oh, he was trying to take himself out. Yeah, he was trying to take himself out. Okay, so Edson didn't kick take him out. Yeah, so I, I actually I, I thought he died from that. My bad. But yeah, you know, he, just, he, he survived. He just got really fucked up by some cars that he threw himself in front of. I thought you meant like he... <laughs> oh. no, I, thought I literally he... thought he died. Okay, I thought it was career death that you meant like he he tried to kill himself? Mm-hmm. Wow. The fighting business is dark, man. Like we look at all those guys who, you know, lose, they don't all have a graceful end. Like I remember um one machine ended up going to fucking prison after his stand, like he went on kind of a losing streak. Then he beat up his porn star girlfriend and went to fucking prison, dude, for like. War Machine, you talking about? War Machine, yeah. He was dating Christy Mack. Mm hmm. His old lady might have did that to him. What do you mean? He probably couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take that she was taking it anymore, what? Yeah. I, that, 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 blows, that, that for real blows my fucking mind. I'm like. You he knew what he was getting into. You see these? You see how those? He knew what he was getting into, bro. Right. But did he know? How did he that probably thought he could save her. That's probably what happened. She don't want to be saved. He had that Project Pat playing on in the background, and he thought he Project could save Pat her. Project Pat gave the blueprint. Don't save her. She don't want to be she, saved. She don't want to be saved. Yo, he probably had that on in the background and it didn't work. Hey man, look. As far as like like I know there's a lot of it's so weird that it's a lot of a correlation between fighters and sex workers. That like 
It's it's real. It's like like Tito Ortiz. Yep, Tito. Yep, he got kids with her and everything. Colby have kids? I didn't know they had kids. I can't think of Tito with kids. <laughs> yeah, he got he got a family with that shit. Colby Covington got uh he 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 talks to like a bunch of porn stars. I don't know if he like no he hires a bunch of porn stars to hang around him. I don't know if he's for real. I, mean, I would imagine like come on. I think he's probably getting a little taste. From from the stories that I, I've heard around the MMA community and people that knew him or whatever, he's too... He's very shy and timid around shit like that. But he hires them to show up. I, I guarantee you, if he really wanted it, he could probably get a lot of girls. Whatever. I don't think he'd be have a hard time personally, but it is what it is. <laughs> You gotta have confidence. What gives you that impression? Huh? What gives you that impression? That you have to have confidence? No, and that he does. That he has it. That he doesn't? That he does. Well, no, I'm saying I don't say that he does. From what everyone was talking about, he doesn't really have that confidence in that area. Okay. Like, he's not a closer. That's all. That's what they're saying about him. He needs a wingman? Is that what you're telling me? He needs a wingman. He's not a closer. I watch like um, the videos. It's like always, it's like not even top tier porn stars. It's just like. They're a porn star, you're hired? Huh? So you're telling me it's like, he's like, oh, you're a porn star? You're hired. Yeah. It seems like the girls that he just watches. (laughs) <laughs> he sends him a DM a hey, uh, senior video would you like to accompany me on my next uh, promo shoot. He's like, Listen, I, got a, I got a photo shoot coming up this Saturday I need some girls you a girl um, what's up <laughs> I need some girls you're a girl what's up oh my god <laughs> some yo, of them, yo, yo. bro when I make up and that lighting bro some of them they're not it's a little a. Hey, Not all porn hey. stars are created equal. Very true. Bro. It's 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 rough out there, huh? All right, man. On that note, you guys ready to uh, finish this one up? Yeah, let's wrap it up before we get too dark and too deep into the weeds. I miss y'all, boys. I miss talking shit. Before um, we go down the rabbit hole, that conversation oh, yeah. to wrap it up. Yes. So Absolutely. zip it up. And zip it out. Well, no health problems. No health problems. <laughs> <laughs>